0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better NBA, college basketball, and the NHL. They got you covered on all of it. Just go to betql.com, enter promo code SGP30. That's betql.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. So make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. It's at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no vig betting. That's right, no vig betting and it's legal in 40 states. So sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's b e t t o r edge.com, betteredge.com, promo code SGP. Welcome everyone to the NBA gambling podcast. Probably notice a new voice. It is time for McKee to move on. I'm your host ZB tonight. I'm joined by Moonoff. You guys know him from the Slack channel. You know him from t- uh, from Twitter, putting out the fire picks. off, it's our first episode together. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, man. You sound good. It like, sounds like you've been doing this for a while.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I I put together a practice run of the pre-roll ads. Hope that sounds good. Definitely sign up for those. And I want to start with getting right into it. As we were recording that intro woge with a bomb, Victor Oladipo turns down a two year, $45 million extension from Houston. I know you're a rockets fan. Uh, What do you think of that news right there?
1: Yeah, I I, I love it. Um, I don't think this guy is going to stay healthy enough for I think the longevity of his career. Cause he's, I mean, I don't remember the last time if he's ever played a full season this season, he's been missing a majority of the game since we had the trade with Harden obviously. And, and um, the, the big blockbuster trade that went down, but he's not playing back to back games. So I'm not, I don't hate the trade. I think the Rockets kind of are in full tank mode and um hopefully we get a top four draft pick and able able to get somebody uh, here in the deep, deep draft that we see, but I don't hate it. I mean, I, I wasn't all a Depot fan coming in. So um, I know he wants to be in like one of the big cities in Miami or, or someplace like that, but um, I'm not mad about that.
0: Yeah. And and the way I see that too, is that the Rockets are going to be a team that, like you said, is probably headed towards the bottom of the standings. I know they were a team that I enjoy betting on, especially in an underdog role or at home too. I thought they were a fun kind of hungry team. That narrative seems to be over. Um, and it looks like Victor Oladipo will be on the trade block. So that's definitely something to monitor. Um, we want to get in because this is um, our first time recording together, um, kind of set the stage for our opinions, the rest of the season, what teams we like in the futures market, what teams we are, uh, you know, invested in in the long term? So why don't we start with the Eastern conference here? Um, how do you kind of make out the Eastern Conference right now? We can pull up the uh, conference title odds if we'd like. What tickets are you holding? Are you looking at any buy opportunities, any sell opportunities? What are you thinking with the East right now?
1: Yeah, so I, I think the East is more intriguing if we just look at the standings right now, right? Yeah. Obviously, we know that the three best teams in that league are going to be the Sixers, the Nets, and the Bucks, right? And then four uh, seed four to all the way down to probably the eleventh team are separated by four games. I mean I don't remember the last time I've ever seen something like that and for New York to be sitting tied for that fourth spot man that's just been amazing but um kind of to go off what you said about um tickets that I am holding at least in the Eastern Conference right now is being a a Rockets fan and knowing that James Harden wanted to end up in Brooklyn um, uh, I want kind of wanted to take advantage of that. So before that trade was announced, that he went to uh, Brooklyn, I had locked in Brooklyn to win the Eastern Conference when it was just Kyrie and KD at plus two thirty-five to for them to win the Eastern Conference title, and then I also got down on them to win the NBA title at around a little above uh, plus five hundred. So um, being you know, I think those are two or two bets that are probably in good shape right now, especially the way the Brooklyn Nets have been playing without uh, Kevin Durant this season so far. You know, he's been out with that hamstring injury, but those are the two that I have right now that I'm holding on to as far as tickets.
0: Yeah, and I, I'll piggyback off that. I'm I'm also very high on this Brooklyn team. Um, I do think they are the class of the league at this point. I mean, I, I think what, and when you look at their style and the players they have, it's only going to translate even better in playoff basketball. Um, I did think today we just saw that bucks Clippers game. I think the bucks are going to be a team that you're going to see on the rise in the next couple of weeks as you know, they got a big win today. Drew's coming back healthy. So that might be a team to target. What do you make of this kind of second tier of teams in the East? When you look at maybe I think the Knicks are fun from a win total perspective. I am holding a ticket on the Knicks over win total, which I'm excited about. But when you look at Boston, Miami, uh, Toronto and Indiana, you know, I, th- I think we kind of have Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly at the top. Yeah. What do you make of the, of that middle tier in the East? So it's going to
1: be interesting to see, right? I mean, so with, I want to start with Boston, right? You have Jalen, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, your two superstars at this, the, that the management in the front office trying to build around that that the question for this team is going to be Is Kemba Walker going to be on this team from trade deadline. Right. And I think this is a team that can get into the playoffs. Um, I don't know if it's just that they need to, you know, get a couple of games here, get into the all-star break, kind of regroup and, and come back for a strong second half. Um, they are playing the wizards tonight and currently watching it on the screen. That's why I keep looking up. So they're up by five right now, but, um, yeah, this is one of the teams that I think that should get into the playoffs. Um, a, a team that also that we also had talked about was the Miami heat. Um, you know, they finally got everybody healthy, right? Jimmy Butler's playing, playing well. I know he was, he's out tonight, but they got most of their guys back that are, that were injured. Gordon Drogic. Um, yeah. Tyler hero was out a couple of games for them or a couple of weeks yep. there. So they're finally getting guys back and that that's another team that should get into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I think for me, I'm targeting, like you, you pull up these kind of the, the recent games. I mean, I think the Raptors to me are a team I have been high on them all year. Obviously I'm very invested in them from a win total perspective. You've seen me in the slack. I think they're a team that, you know, they've been, if you, if you really filter by any recent aspect, um, on, on the stats, nba.com, that's a big thing I use for team stats. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you look at the last 10 games, you know, you had the Raptors in the top 10 here, the heat are also in the top 10. You you know, what you don't see is you don't see the Celtics here. You don't see the Pacers here. So those those are two teams that I think I'm fading off recent performance. Yeah. Um, If you're looking at teams, I think could rise up. I think, you know, the bucks, obviously I think are going to have their say in the East. um, But, but Brooklyn is right there. First in net rating in the Eastern conference over the last 10 games. I think they are the class of the conference. but I, I would be buying the idea of, and I don't know, you know, if you want to do that from a conference future perspective or just a game by game perspective, I think I would be buying on the Raptors and heat. Um, obviously the Raptors with this COVID pause right now, very frustrating because they got to an easy point of their schedule Finally, yeah. but what we do see is the heat and the Raptors are the two teams with the easiest schedules in the league coming after the all-star break. Um, so I think there is going to be some interesting changes, um, in this conference. And obviously I doubt the Knicks Hang around up there. Um, Yeah. yeah. So
1: I think that we're probably going to see a surprise team that is going to make it in as the eight seed, whether that's going to be the Knicks, either the Bulls, or I think even maybe the Wizards are one of the, I think one of those three teams make it in as the eight seed into the playoffs. Wizards, I think they finally have figured out. I mean, they've had some impressive wins. I know they beat the Lakers, but that was without Anthony Davis, but you still beat the defending champions. Um, so I, I think Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal have kind of figured it out. And they're, you know, they got through their little uh, health protocol issues that they were having within their team. And Rui Hachimura has been big for them. So uh, I think that if you don't, obviously not for Eastern conference uh title champs for tickets on that. But if you see on your books that a team to make the playoffs between the wizards or the bulls or, or the Knicks, that that'd be something to take a look at. Last time I saw the wizards were hanging around, around plus 300 to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I do like that as well. They're playing much better. Um, let's swing it over to the West here. I, I can kick things off. I think yeah. one thing I've been, I've been harping on in the slack is the idea that the Utah jazz are probably going to get the one seat out West. Um, or do, 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 do what? what's your opinion on that, on that statement right there? They're up four games right now. And I yeah. think that would have drastic implications if the Lakers and Clippers met in the second round.
1: And it doesn't look like that. They're slowing down either at right? all. Yep. And, and and that's been the impressive part for them this season is that it's all, it's all kind of come together for them. Um, I, I, I think that the Lakers may make a second half run once they get Anthony Davis back. I think they're finally getting, uh, everybody healthy. I know Shooter was back. With, he was out with that health protocol, and he was big in that win against Portland. Uh, but when you're missing one of your two best players, like Anthony Davis, a top five player, I think that's going to make a significant difference for the Lakers. Obviously, going into the second half of the season and trying to pile up wins. So, two tickets that I am holding in the East, oh, sorry, in the Western Conference, is Lakers uh, regular season over 46 and a half wins, and Phoenix Suns. Uh, over 38 and a half wins. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident about the Phoenix suns one, but the Lakers, um, they they've had a tough stretch without Anthony Davis, but going back to your point on the Utah jazz. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't see them slowing down unless there's a huge injury to one of their main guys, like a Mitchell or, or Gobert. This team is not slowing down. So they should lock up the number one seed. And then if Lakers and Clippers are there at two and three, that's going to what set up a second round matchup between those two.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and that, I wanted to make that point is that I, I'm also holding a uh, Utah jazz over 42 and a half wins tickets. So very, very excited about that uh, and how yeah. that's looking so far. Uh, but I do think you are looking at a buy opportunity for the Western conference odds. I think Phoenix is a team that I'm I'm really looking at right now over the last 10 games this teams, eight and two uh, best offense in the league. And that defense hasn't been bad either. So plus 12.2 net rating, that's better than, the, than, than the jazz even. And I think when you look at how this playoff picture could shape out, the Suns might meet the jazz in the second round. And I think, yeah. you know, that to me, that playoff series would be something like a toss up. So uh, I'm seeing them at uh, 18 to one to win the West. I think that could be worth a, a look because if you get that, that, that friendly matchup, maybe you get like the nuggets or or the spurs even are in the five seed right now. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, with, with Chris Paul and with Devin Booker, that could be a, a, a nice uh, pathway for them to get to the conference finals. And then, yeah. you know, anything can happen from there.
1: I think an interesting ticket might be the Phoenix suns winning that division. Um, I mean, okay. they're only a game back in that division. I know they have the Lakers and the Clippers in their division, but for them to be, I think the last time I saw it was around 15 to one or, or 13 to one, but for a team to be one game back playing the, the way they are. Um, and, and that's, I, that's purely based on just value that you're getting there. Right. Um, obviously said they. they have the best offense or their defense has been really good this season. So, um, you know, that might be an interesting ticket. I mean, obviously not putting a significant amount on it, but just something to get down on, not pure on just pure value. And you said, uh, I, I think the Spurs might just fall out. I, that's, I think that's a team I'm going to sell in the uh, Western conference. I, I think that's a team that might fall off because I think we would rather see mm-hmm. one of like Luca, obviously in the playoffs. And I know they're right outside of the playoff picture right now, but I think that's a team to keep your eye on going into the second half of the season here. And, and also uh, the Pelicans. I mean, if they can fix some of their defensive issues that they're having this season so far, I mean, they've been really bad, but if they can just get better on defense, this is a team that can probably sneak into the playoffs also, but that Western conference is absolutely tight, man. I mean, I don't know which teams you would take out to replace those two.
0: I totally agree. I mean, do, do you see this do you see the league kind of like I do? And I'll say, I I do kind of see it as Clippers Lakers or, or nets, um, you know, winning a a majority of the time. Do you see this league this year as a potential for a surprise champion? or Are you still in that kind of favorites or or bus camp?
1: Yeah. And anytime I'm looking at teams to win a championship, I'm always thinking, okay, who's your third best player on your team. That's going to kind of carry it carrier team, right? So you take a look at the Lakers, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are two of the top five players in the, in the, in the entire NBA. So you don't have to worry about a third player, but you have Dennis Schroeder, you have a KCP that was big for them in the playoffs last season. You have Harrell, So they have good depth there. And who knows, they may make a move at the trade deadline or pick up a player in the buyout market. Same thing with the Clippers. They're playing really well this season. You have Kawhi Leonard. You have Paul George. Paul George is playing with that chip on his shoulder from all the the slander that he got for his play in the playoffs last year. And then, I mean, when you have a Brooklyn team that has Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, it's going to be hard to beat a team with those three players in a seven game series. So I don't really see a team outside of those three. That's going to win the title this year.
0: Yeah, I'm totally on board with that too. I I think if you if you budget out like out of a hundred times how many, you know, I think like you know, ninety percent of the time or maybe even more. And that might be that might be extreme. I think the Bucks might have something to say about it too, but that that the Nets, Lakers, and Clippers are really the class of the conference. And now a brief word from our sponsors. Wanna get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store and download BetQL. And bet smarter, not harder. Head to BetQL.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at betql.com for 30% off your first subscription. Now, uh, I think we're going to move into the Monday slate we're recording this Sunday nights at around uh 7:38 p.m. Eastern, so we have a, a few of the lines dropping for tomorrow and I know this is our bread and butter, right? We've been on tally sites. Um so make sure that you're grabbing our picks from sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um we've we, we've low-key been killing it, so Hopefully we can keep it going now that we're on the podcast. Don't jinx anything yeah. um, with, with, with these slate. How does that sound?
1: I, I mean, I mean, I mentioned this gesture in the slack. I mean, we've this, we've had a fantastic week and a good season so far, ever since we've started tracking our picks on tally side. So hopefully we can continue that and in going into the all-star break and then come out even hotter in the second half of the season. So yeah. it, that site's been really fun
0: to use also. Yeah, I totally agree. So let's move into the first game for tomorrow night. We have the Mavericks at the, Orlando Magic. I'm seeing it here here uh, Dallas, favored by six and a half, the total at two twenty six and moonav i know you are uh, very you know keen at attacking both sides and total so do you have any thoughts on this game and if you do could you kind of share some of your process of how you came out to those opinions
1: yeah so lo- what i love doing for at least when i'm looking at these matchups on paper is kind of looking at what teams have been doing recently right and i know we have the whole season stats for teams that are accumulated on these different stat sites but the ones that you mentioned obviously what teams have been doing over the last 10 games. And if you take a look at, we're starting with Dallas here. I mean, they've won three out of their last four and I believe there's seven and three or seven and yeah, seven and three over their last um, 10 games. So I think this is a team that started to come together. Obviously got the win on Saturday night against Brooklyn, but that was without Kyrie Irving um, and, and Luke has been playing well. I know he's got off to a little slow start uh, in the beginning of the season, but what I love to do is when I'm looking into these games is kind of what they've been doing recently. And then also taking into part what they've been able to do on the road, especially um, because I, I, I like to weigh how teams, how good a team is, especially when they are on the road. So, so far this season, Dallas nine and seven straight up on the road, Uh, five and one as in a way favorite, I expect them to be a favorite tomorrow against Orlando, who just has not been playing well. They're also eight and six uh, in non-conference games. So um, if Dallas knows that they're going to kind of have to make a playoff push now, is it start now is the time to start kind of piling up those wins heading into the all-star break. So they have two games left here um, this week before they get into all-star break, which is obviously Brooklyn, I'm sorry, Orlando that we mentioned tomorrow night, and then they have OKC. so two games that should be winnable for this team. And I like Dallas tomorrow on the points.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So we, we do have Dallas minus six and a half here. And I, I think what what you said on, on recent trends kind of hits the nail on the head, right? Yeah. Um, like, you know, this Orlando team back to back to back double digit losses and trending down, obviously a ton of injury issues there. Um, you look in there in the last 10 games, this, this is the second worst team, second worst offense in the NBA. Um, just have not been good whatsoever. Um, You know, there's a, there's a bottom five team overall. And and I like what you said about the Mavericks kind of locking in here on their last two games before the all-star break, right? They, they come off a a, a back-to-back-to-back of Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, kind of facing the class of the Eastern conference. Now you have Orlando and OKC as your two games separating you from a week-long break. So I definitely think that Dallas is going to be a, a good side here maybe even a Dallas first quarter look come out hot early with Luca and the starters on the floor. Um, I always like to get some first quarter action. What are your thoughts on the total here of uh 226?
1: Yeah, I think it's a high total. Um, like we mentioned that uh, Orlando's just doesn't have enough offensively to kind of put up the points over their last um, three games here. They put up 109 against the jazz 92. Against the Brooklyn Nets, and then only 93 against a Detroit Pistons team. So, uh, I, I would lean with the under there. And um, just going back to the point of these two games that are coming up for Dallas, right now they are sitting at what at 500. So when you go into the All Star break, knowing hey, we're above 500, it's time to make the playoff push for us. So maybe um, if your book allows it, to kind of maybe do an open money line parlay of the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow night and then against OKC I believe they play on Wednesday so kind of kind of cap off a little 2 and O for them to get into the play, uh, All-Star break there.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, I yeah, I li- actually I like that angle a lot. Um you know, in terms of specific player, perhaps here, I think it's very clear. Like the the Magic are kind of going vooch or bust right now. So yeah. he's gonna he's getting up, you know, 25 shots in his last game. Got up, you know, he made five of seven from three. So if you're looking for player props in this game, I think vooch could be a good target, especially if Porzingis continues to be out. The Mavericks, you know, they can be soft inside at times, and mm-hmm. you know that that's not really their game. I, I think they're not really concerned with that. They're more trying to spread you out. So I think it could be a game where, where Vooch goes off for them. Porzingis did play against Brooklyn, um, played pretty well at 18 and four, but he's still listed day to day on the injury report. Um, you know, Jalen Brunson is a guy I continue to like, he continues to play more minutes for this Mavericks team. Um, any other players you're looking at here?
1: Uh, no, I think you already hit the nail on the head with, 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 with Vooch Uh Fournay was another guy that we were playing. Um, uh, since he came back from the, his injury there. So I think that might be a guy that you also want to look at going into tomorrow night.
0: Okay. Awesome. And, and yeah, so the, we, we have lines for some of our games. Let's go, let's go through the line games first. and we'll come back if we see anything pop. So let's go to uh, Utah at new Orleans, um, seeing here, Utah minus seven and a half, um, or minus seven, uh, is the more consensus at, uh, new Orleans. Total at two thirty-five. What are you uh, seeing with this game enough? Yeah, so like
1: we mentioned that earlier when we were talking about the Pelicans earlier, I mean it starts on the defensive end for them, right? Um, if they're not able to contain anybody on defense, um, it, this is going to turn into a long night for uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. But Pelicans at home this season, as at home underdog, they are uh, five and one against the spread, six and zero oh to the over as home underdog. So. Um, that might be an angle that you kind of want to look at tomorrow night is probably the over. I know over their last 11 game or 12 games there, they were, um, they hit 11 straight overs uh, against San Antonio. That game barely went under the total by I think a point and a half. Um, so I, I kind of like Utah in this spot against a really bad Pelicans D Defense. Until I don't see the Pelicans improve on defense, I think you kind of want to keep playing uh, on the opposing team's uh, team total. Possibly is a place to look, and I also like the over in this game tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, you you took the words right. I like the over in this game a lot. Um, I think you look at two thirty-five. Like you said, that that Pelican Spurs game was headed over uh, New Orleans. I mean, they shot nine of thirty-two from three, um, but you know the, the looks were there. So you know they, they 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 continue to be a team I like to play over. That defense isn't good. I feel like seven points might be a lot here. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to know when this Utah team is going to slow down. They obviously were, they feel like they were at home forever now, kind of going on the road does feel like potentially a decent get right spot for new Orleans. I mean, they're, they're low key 14 and 19. It feels like people kind of thought they were turning everything around, but you know, they're still not, not even close to 500 um, back-to-back road losses, but by a combined seven points. So, any thought to uh, the, the, you know, jazz third straight road game. Um, I, I think it's definitely a tough side. Def, definitely probably doesn't feel like one of the more, more exciting sides in the slate.
1: Yeah. I think we may get a better number on Utah or right, so if you want to play the Pelicans, I think this line may go up a little bit. So if you, if it gets a seven and a half, eight points, I kind of like Pelicans at that point, because you know, a lot of times these public or that are just looking for entertainment, see, Hey, that this is a number one team in the, in the Western conference. They have a good record. Let's let's kind of play on this team that they're going to win this game. But um, yeah, if this number keeps creeping up, I think we're going to have to take the Pelicans out as a home underdog. And I do love the stat that they're five and one at home again uh, against the spread as home underdog. So if this gets to around seven and a half, eight points, I'm going to pull the trigger on the Pelicans.
0: Okay. Yes, sir. And then keep in mind, we'll be on the Slack channel. I'm sure discussing this game tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Next game we'll go to that is currently lined. Denver goes on the road to Chicago. Keep in mind this. I think was this a rescheduled game or or Chicago? They they got canceled today. I know.
1: Yeah, I think uh, this might be one of the games that got rescheduled. The Chicago is playing Toronto tonight. Then that one got canceled because of health and safety protocols. Correct.
0: Yeah, that did. So we have Denver minus five in Chicago. Um, total is two twenty eight and a half, and and my first instinct is I don't think we can trust this Denver team um, as a five point road favorite right now. They've been super inconsistent. But where are you going with this game?
1: Yeah, so Chicago as an underdog has been a cash cow, and uh, another tidbit that I kind of found for this game is Chicago is twelve and five against the spread in non conference games. So them being at home, you know where they play well, um, them uh, being Playing well against non-conference opponents at twelve and five against the spread. They're also twelve and five to the over uh, in non-conference game. So uh I, I like the uh, Bulls here at home plus the five um against this Denver team, like you mentioned, that you know, we can't really trust them right now. We don't know what we're gonna get from them. And Will Barton just has not looked good for this Denver team. I mean, it, it, i I was watching um I forgot which game it was, but he was just, just not shooting the ball well, and he's he's just jacking up shots as as he gets them. And right now, this team, this Denver team, is just, it's it's Jokic and it's Jamal Murray. They need a third guy to step up, and whether that's Michael Porter Jr. Whether that's Paul Millsap when he comes back from injury. But I know they have a lot of guys that are out right now because of injury. So until these guys return for Denver, you you kind of gotta keep uh, fading this team at least on the road they may win the game straight up, but I don't think they can cover the spread here.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think there's a lot of issue with this Denver team right now. I think like, you know, they, they do get that big win by 30 against OKC, but you know, the night before that, they lose at home to the wizards, obviously with that crazy final play, that was um, just tough to watch as, as someone who does support this nuggets team. But yeah, I think you hit it all in the head. I mean, this is kind of a a go-to spot. I think for both of us in the NBA is like this, you know, public road favorite that maybe on paper looks like, you know, they, they should be a superior, but you know, the trend bears it out. I think this bulls team is frisky at home. You know, they're 15 and 17. The, the nuggets are 18 and 15. It's not like these are two teams that are a world apart. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the total here, do you have any thought? We're looking at two, twenty eight and a half? and a half. I kind of might lean under our first glance. Um, but, uh, what are you thinking with this total?
1: I kind of do also like the over in this game too. Okay. I mean, um, but these two offenses, I mean, you know, look, just looking at my stat sheets, they're both top ten in points uh, in the paint, uh, top ten in three point shooting percentage. They're number Denver's number eleven in three point makes. Chicago's number fourteen. The only concern kind of is is that Denver is number twenty five in uh, in possessions per game, and Chicago is number three. So. I think if Chicago is going to get up and down the floor here and try to push the pace here, we may see a lot of points, Um, but just based off of those stats about how these teams can score with ease. And I think um, Jokic might have a big game again against Chicago's interior. I'm not sure who's, I know they have Wendell Carter jr, but I'm not sure what the pure skill that Jokic has and his ability to score from anywhere on the floor will be able to be really kind of contain Jokic tomorrow night.
0: Yeah. And how I, I fucked up by, I, uh, I jinxed Wendell Carter Jr. I, I was, I, I, I was talking on locker room last week about how one of my favorite plays of the season was Wendell Carter o, over 23 and a half uh, points, yeah. rebounds and assists. And he promptly came out with uh, two points, five boards, two assists to uh crash under the total.
1: Yeah. I mean, we do our best to get our winners, but you know, we're going to have some nights where where <laughs> a player kind of poo poos on our parade. Yeah.
0: Although we did we did get Shea Gilders that night. And then yeah. Pascal was out with the uh with the protocols.
1: Yeah, she, she, yeah, that that was uh that was a fun way. I think that's one of my been one of my fun bets was that taking that over two uh two three point shots made for him. That was a fun bet.
0: Yes, sir. And we will take a brief word for our sponsors. Today's episode of the NBA gambling podcast is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but what but for what hashtag Degends only care about. That's sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, so you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/btv. All right, next game that we have a line for is the the late game, and we'll come back to some of the earlier games. Uh, Charlotte at Portland. Here we're seeing uh, Portland minus six, uh, minus six and a half, some places. Total of two thirty-five and a half. And to me, this Portland team is one of the toughest to figure out in the league. Um, and, and Charlotte is a team that I've really enjoyed, and I, I think I like them in this spot, catching six points. Um, feels like they've been on on this road trip forever. Um, what are you seeing with this game here? Yeah, so if we take a look at the last
1: four games, obviously the Portland Trailblazers are on a four-game losing streak here. Yep. Uh, they lost to the Lakers. Uh, so three of their last four were on the road. They lost the Phoenix by thirty-two. They lost the they lost to the Denver Nuggets by five, and then they lost to the Lakers by nine. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you with taking this uh, Charlotte Hornets team. I know they're playing tonight against Sacramento, they're on a back to back, but I don't think Gordon Hayward's going tonight. I think he should be able to go tomorrow. So maybe they're just holding him out, or I think he had an injury. But, um, yeah, I like uh Charlotte catching those six points to six and a half points. Um, I think Charlotte just has a lot of playmakers or guys that can score the basketball when you kind of go through their guard depth that they have with LaMelo Ball, Devontae Graham once he's back, Malik Monk, go um, obviously Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington. There's just a lot of options on this team. And right now, it just seems like for Portland, until they get CJ McCullum back, it's just how far will Damian Lillard be taking this team and how many points he scores for this team to win games. And it's just not enough right now. So, um, I like Charlotte tomorrow night, um, possibly a play on their team total also, but the thing with Portland is that they've got to score points, right? In their fast four games on their four game losing seek. They're only scoring 102 and a half points per game. So until they start scoring more, um, I'm not sure when this losing streak is going to snap for them.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I do think that, you know, Charlotte could be a worth of money line play here in this game. Like, Oh yeah, that's I, juicy. I, yeah, I think like that's juicy. Um, you know, th- this Charlotte team, I feel like you know they they had a, a f- uh, I think a four or five game losing streak uh, at one point in kind of the early middle of the year, but they've just been remarkably I think just consistently solid. Like you look at it, they kind of just like bounce back wins and losses against good teams. Um, they're kind of right there in, in the middle of the league, so I think they're really fun teams to bet on because you know you kind of know what you're going to get out of them, and they bring that solid effort. I think Portland, you know, you alluded to it, they have so- somewhat of a Jekyll and Hyde quality. Um, you know, I I don't really know what to make of this Portland team. Do you, do you think that they like have any opportunity to make any noise, or are you kind of just ignoring them? It, as I I definitely am in that camp.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure that they have. I mean, they made the offseason moves to kind of get better defensively. I mean, they picked up uh, Robert Covington, they brought in Derek Jones Jr., but I'm not sure that's enough for them to kind of um, go up against the upper Chalant of the Western conference of the two LA teams. I, I think they could give Utah a run for their money, but I, I think, just think that there's too many scoring options for Utah to kind of run Portland out of the gym. And I think you were going to get, I mean, I know we're talking about uh, Portland here, but I think going back to Utah is that I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder going into the playoffs. But as far as Portland, I mean, I, I, they need another, they need a third guy. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be come via trade or, 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 or something like that, or one of the guys on their roster to step up, but they need a third guy behind Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And I don't think that answer is Carmelo Anthony. And it's not going to be Yusuf of That's
0: that, that, that's some serious mellow slander right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. he's he's played well this season, right? But I'm not sure he's going to be a guy that that's a third scoring option in the, in just in the playoffs, you know, I mean, I know he can get a bucket anytime he wants, but I mean, when it comes down to the third best player on our team, I'm not sure I want Carmelo Anthony going into the playoffs as my third best player to win a title or, or make a run in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm on board with that. I I, I haven't really been a, a fan of this Portland team all year. I think, I think there's been, you know, it, I'm shocked that they're, that, you know, they're coming off a four game losing streak. They're still somehow 18 and 14. So I guess good for them yeah. that. they were able to put together some wins. Yeah. Um, let's uh turn back to the top of the slate. Um, so let's go to this Indiana Philly game here. Uh, don't have a line. If I had to make a projection, probably say Philly minus six or seven here. Um, does that, that sound about right to you? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I I and I think look, I, I off the bat, I think I like the spot for Philly a lot. Uh, you know, tough loss last night. And I actually did really like the Cavs in that matchup. I think Jared Allen is someone that kind of low key gives Embiid problems, although Embiid did go for 42 mm-hmm. um in the loss. But uh I think this is a, a nice spot for philly we you know we've seen Indiana as a team that's trending in the wrong direction right now heading the all star break so if we do get a line of uh six or seven, how do you see this game?
1: yeah, I agree with you um sixers at home are just a different animal, right, yep. and I know that uh the Pacers are um ha- having some injury issues I think you know, I think Brogdon was out last night um against the Knicks yeah, the Knicks, right. He was out. So um, how far is a Doug McDermott and a uh, Sabonis going to be able to take you, especially going up against a team that has Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and um, uh, Tobias Harris and Seth Curry. So those guys have been playing well and they're, they're in the top of the Eastern conference for a reason. And, And I think it's been, um, a good season for the Sixers so far, and them being at home is it's it's been a uh, a profitable angle. So I like uh, Sixers tomorrow night in a bounce back spot, all coming off a loss.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, th- I think Indiana. You look at this team; they're three and seven in their last ten games, with a negative net rating, um, and and coming in off off three straight losses to, um, to you know losses that aren't necessarily that impressive, right? Warriors at home at the Celtics, who have been struggling, at the Knicks. Um, yeah. So it's not like these are even like big time losses. Now you go into Philly against a team that's, you know, salty from that, from that loss to the calves. Um, I think this, this might be a really good spot for Philly. And, and when you look at the slate, I mean, now we've, we've gone through a few of these games, a lot of, you know, medium sized favorites. I think this could be a nice little money line parlay night. Um, maybe, maybe Dallas Philly or, or, or uh, I, Probably, I guess if you uh, like Denver you, there for that parlay, maybe Denver. Yep. Maybe Denver too, Utah. These are all, I think, you know, very parlayable money lines. So that is something to look out for. Let's okay. take one more break and then we'll get back to the rest of the slate. Better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. since you're buying positions from other sports bettors. There is no house. That's right. No vig betting and it's legal in more than 40 States. It's sports betting without a VIG, and you literally can't beat it. So sign up today at BetterEdge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet on their service. That's BetterEdge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. All right, we got two games left for you for tomorrow night. Brooklyn goes to San Antonio, um, where hopefully Kyrie Irving will be back. He is not necessarily listed as hurt, um, for tomorrow. I think that injury yesterday may have been a little bit fake. Uh, we, you know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't want to speculate, but it was some injury management, uh, quote unquote, I think this line probably come in around Brooklyn minus four or five. Uh, what do you think of that projection? Maybe, maybe a little higher. I, I don't really know. I mean, I think San Antonio is another weird team. Uh, where would you see this? Um,
1: coming in? I would probably, I mean, I'm projecting it around, uh, Brooklyn four and a half, five points. Okay. Uh, I did see a report to that. Kyrie was not on the injury report for tomorrow. So I think he should be uh, a go tomorrow.
0: Okay. Yeah. I am not seeing Kyrie. Yeah, you're right. Kyrie now on the injury report, KD obviously out till the all-star break, which you and I were, uh, you know, very predictive of a couple of weeks ago. So glad uh, that if you could bet on that, that would have been fun. Um, Spurs coming off. You know, we talked about that game against against the Pelicans a nice win for them. I mean, kind of what they've been doing all year just being kind of slightly above average. Brooklyn obviously coming off that home loss at Dallas that killed their win streak. Um, you you' seen anything in this matchup here?
1: I mean, I, I got to stay with uh, Brooklyn Nets here. I, I know it's kind of the square play, but um did this team at Brooklyn is just playing well right now, especially when when you have James Harden and Kyrie playing together and the success that they had on that little road trip that they had to in the Western conference. And then obviously they did lose to Dallas, but that was without Kyrie, like we mentioned. But uh, when, when you have two of your big three in this lineup that can kind of score at well, um, I, I like Brooklyn uh, tomorrow uh, in, in, in this spot, depending on where the sign comes out, comes out anything above five and a half or six. I kind of like Spurs at that point, but around a four, four and a half, five, you kind of like Brooklyn uh, um, on that, on that number.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think this Brooklyn team, I mean, they were covering in this spot they, they they were playing up in these road favorite spots on that eight game winning streak. I mean, a lot of that took place on the road, right? Warriors, Kings, Suns, King, uh, Kings again, uh, obviously had the big wins against the Suns and Lakers and Clippers, but yeah, they're not, they're not, I think, you know, you, you, you mentioned that, you know, the nets might be the public side here. I mean, I think it's so hard to say. I think at this point people might be like, now people are much more aware of betting. It's like, oh, the Spurs are that trendy home dog. I I, I think the Nets are, are are a good spot here. I mean, the Spurs aren't really the type of team to me that's going to go out and take advantage of the Nets' weaknesses. You know, to me, that's more of a team where I, I would worry about their defense. But um, with the Spurs, I mean, where are they at in offense? They're, they're they're a bottom half offense. You know, twenty third in offense in their in their last ten games. Um, so not really the type of team that I think is going to be Brooklyn's kryptonite. So I think at four, or four or and a half, I think this could be a good spot for Brooklyn. Um, anything higher, like you said, uh, you know, maybe good spot for the dog, but we'll be in the slack talking yeah. and last game on the slate, Cleveland, Houston um, in Houston. Um, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. Now we have this Woj report about Oladipo. What does that do? Uh, seems like they're probably going to try to trade him. Cleveland got a nice win um in Philly last night but had been kind of going the wrong direction prior to that how do you see this matchup here
1: yeah i know we have rockets playing tonight against uh, the grizzlies here at at home so they're in a back-to-back situation but i just can't back this rockets team right now i mean they're on a what a 10 11 game losing streak here so oh having guys in and out of this lineups, We, I mean, on, in any given night, we don't know who's going to play for this team. You know, Oladipo played um, in the last three games against Chicago, Cleveland and Toronto didn't win those games. I don't think he's not going tonight. So we're not sure if he's going to play tomorrow night. And then the news that he turned out, he turned the um, deal down. I know he, he, he wants a longer term deal from a team. So um, yeah, I just can't back this rockets team right now. Um, Christian Wood is heavily, heavily missed for this team right now. He's one of their best players. John Wall is doing as much as he can, but I think this is a year for the Rockets where there's it's hoping that they get a great draft pick and do something in the draft and, and creating cap space. But at least for this game against Cleveland tomorrow night, I think sex land, like McKee likes to say, it might be too much for um, the rockets to handle. And Jared Allen inside being a big anchor, I think he might have a big rebounding game tomorrow night because the rockets don't have a big, big man inside that can um, protect the rim or rebound for this team.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. And that and that you took the words right out of my mouth. I, these teams played, you know, in Cleveland a few nights ago and, and Jared Allen, you know, ridiculous stat line, 26 points, 18 boards, four blocks on 10 of 11 shooting. Yeah. Um, and you know, this rockets team inside is, you know, I think a ideal player prop target for big men against them. Um, yep. You know, so I, I think Jared Allen, you definitely want to get on that early. I think that's going to be a line that could potentially uh, get hit hard throughout the day, just because of how that angle is starting to develop. So, I mean, even Colin Seston, Sexton was seven eleven on twos um, in that game. So and he's a guy that can get downhill. So I think Jared Allen uh, points or, or rebounds or points and rebounds, definitely a good angle in this game. And I think Cleveland probably as a road dog um, could be a good spot um, for them. Any other thoughts on this slate favorite bets player props that you're looking at for tomorrow, anything of that nature that you want to share with the people?
1: Uh, I think the one, I think we might have a play of the day on Jared Allen tomorrow, just depending on what, what number it comes out on, um, when he had that big game, like we just said that rocket struggle against big men, but, um, not that I see anything else right now. I know we liked, I loved the over in the nets and sorry, the, um, Pelicans and the jazz game. And then also the Denver and, um, Denver and Chicago games, so although that might be two overs that I'm looking at tomorrow. I know we had a uh, Sean asking in the, in the Slack channel about Lowry to the Sixers. Do we have uh, a quick minute to cover that real quick?
0: Oh yeah. I should have brought that up. When we were talking about the Eastern conference features. I mean, I yeah. think that's an interesting possibility. Um, let me just say on this slate for tomorrow, I, I do really like that over in Utah, new Orleans as well really like Jared Allen, the idea of getting down and hit some player props. And then a Dallas Philly money line parlay, I think is something else I like. Um, so speaking of Philly, yeah, I, I think that would be an interesting move for the Sixers. I mean, do, do you, first of all, do you kind of buy that they have enough as con- currently constituted to go far in the playoffs?
1: I, I think they do. I think when we went back to last season, I think the, one of the biggest offseason moves, I think, was the coaching upgrade from Brent Brown to doc rivers. And I don't think that was talked about enough because doc rivers. Yeah. Is a great head coach. And, and he, he's, he's had the one NBA title, but just a pure upgrade from a Brent Brown to a doc rivers. That is a player's coach. And and, and he's been around the game for so long. I think that was, that was, that was probably one of the great moves that Sixers made. And then also they brought on Daryl Morey who surrounded Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with shooters brought in a veteran and Danny green who can knock down those corner shots. Um, and also uh, he brought in uh, Seth Curry, who's one of the best three point shooters in this team. So I, I think they do have enough to make some noise here in the Eastern conference. But I, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Brooklyn nets. I, I, we had talked about this with uh, Dan on when I was on with Dan on, on Wednesday. And we talked about the possibility of Lowry coming to the Sixers and he was all for it. He is a Sixers fan, Also, he was all for it. You know, he said, Hey, bring the home, uh, home, hometown kid home. Um, I I think it would be a good move to have Lowry playing in that point guard position and have Ben Simmons kind of playing off the ball. And I, I think that's where Ben Simmons might excel a little bit because he's a guy that can Cut to the rim and get downhill and and get those rebounds and extra chances for for the Sixers. So I kind of like that move to, uh, for the Sixers to pick up Kyle Lowry in a trade.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it goes both ways, right? Because I think. Ben Simmons. It's nice to get him off ball. And I think the theory has always been that this team needed a true point guard to kind of go along with him. I think it gets concerning. Like we've always, we've seen the memes we've seen, we've seen the tweets like in the playoffs when Ben Simmons is relegated to the dunker spot on offense and he doesn't have the ball, but, but what, what's great about Lowry is that Lowry's used to playing with ball dominant guys, right? Lowry played with Kawhi Leonard, won a title and he's played with Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam guys that like to have the ball in their hands too. And he's perfectly comfortable in that off ball role. And he doesn't hurt your spacing at all. He's a great shooter. Um, So I think it, it could, I think it could be a good addition for them. I think the only question I would have is how much are you giving up in that deal? Because I don't really know if he moves the needle in terms of, like you said, pushing you over the top of the nets or even the bucks. Um, and you know, I, 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 I think Danny green's a guy who he's been okay this year. I mean, nothing really crazy. I think Seth Curry has been the more, more of like the, the stud addition, um, in terms of his three point shooting, but you know, Danny greens at 38%, that's nothing, nothing, nothing to scoff at whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you look at this, this potential closing five, um, with Curry green Harris, and then Embiid and Simmons. I think, you know, if you can potentially upgrade Lowry over, over, over Danny green and preserve the rest of that, that's all of a sudden a super formidable team. I always do worry about, you know, the diminishing returns of quote unquote superstars and guys knowing their role, but you know, Kyle Lowry's in that stage of his career where he seems to want to go support someone and go win a title. so. I, th- I think it definitely be an interesting move. It's obviously all about what you send out in a package. You know, if you have to send out Maxi and diable and a you know a couple other firsts, is it really worth it? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think if you're gonna have to give up max, in a deal, I don't
1: think I want to do that to give up an aging veteran for a player that has a lot of potential that's only twenty years old in his first year, right? But I think it's very intriguing to have Lowry on this rocks on this sorry on the Sixers roster. Um and, and just kind of facilitating. I mean, you have enough scores on this team with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, who's having a great season, also. Um, and then obviously with Ben Simmons. So, um, I, I kind of like the fit with with the Sixers there.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so that 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 that's our show. That was our first show together, Munaf. What did you think? live reaction. I thought it was really fun. I think I need to get used to hosting, but really enjoyed it. Uh, what are your early reviews on the first show?
1: I, I, I loved it, man. You did a phenomenal job. Like I said, it seems like you've been doing this for a while. Oh, but, come on. Uh, <laughs> no, come on. no, It was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, working with you and, and hopefully we can do a, a, a three man, um, podcast with Dan here. Hopefully soon we'll something, try to get something planned with that. And kind of talk about, um, player props and getting games and just finding wins for everybody. But this was a good first start for us. I'm excited. Um, we're winding down to the all-star break here. And then we have a big second half coming up leading into the playoffs. So, and the trade deadline. So we have a lot of hoops to talking about and I'm excited, man.
0: Yeah, me too, and I really appreciate the uh, the nice the nice words. You're you're always very uh, fun to work with. I know we'll definitely try to get Dan involved um, going forward, so it'll be the three of us on the shows. McKee will be still be involved, still coming at you on locker room in the Slack, um, and you can find our picks on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. dot com. Where can people find you on Twitter, Munaf?
1: They can find me on Twitter at sports nerd eight two four. I'm usually posting my uh, prop player of the days there, and. In- Couple of total plays that I like. So uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter
0: there. And also you on Twitter. You're on Twitter also, right, Zach? Yep. And you can follow me at NBA Zach B. Um, I'm on there and I'm also, uh, you know, in the Slack channel, that's been really fun. We are up at over 238 members. So I remember when that shit was below hundred. So really fun to watch this grow. Um, and yeah, we want to keep bringing you the winners. So let us know any feedback you guys have, what you want to hear. I know we want to get into your process for player props. We'll have that coming. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been fun um, and good luck with all of your bets.